Welcome inside the Team CBK Locker Room, a podcast to bring you our best bets from the weekend's football action. Hi and welcome to another Inside the Team CBK Locker Room podcast with me, Righty. It's uh, actually the last one of the season uh, today, so a uh, pleasure to have been joined by, once again, the main man, Jerry Taylor. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? How are you doing, Righty? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. Thank you. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, busy enough. Kept going. We downed the golf again yesterday. But all oh, nice. For the- all set for the big games that are ready to take place this evening. Stroke through the weekend, so all yeah. good, yeah. It's uh, it's obviously the business end of the league season now, isn't it? Um, all coming to the climax. Obviously, big game for, for your boys tonight and uh, say, over the next few days. So, uh, exciting times. And uh, so, you're, you're looking forward to those? Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to know what you're going to get, really, with Kilmarnock. You know, um, <laughs> been, scoring, been scoring plenty of goals, as, as we've um, mentioned over the weeks with Kyle Lafferty, but the other yeah. end is a wee bit of a concern, goalkeeper-wise, as I've touched on as well. So, you have um, mentioned a, a lot it more than team, once. <laughs> a lot of teams rotate their keepers for, you know, we'll have a cup keeper and a league keeper, but Tommy Wright, unfortunately, said to rotate his keepers because of blunders, you know, so <laughs> yeah. that's a concern. Charlie Adam will be licking his lips a wee bit with the deliveries, you know, into the, 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 yeah. the area. But other than that, Kilmarnock over the two two games, hopefully, should we'll shade see. it, you know. We will see. But um, yeah, so obviously the last podcast here, mate. So it's best. It's been a long, frantic season, hasn't it? So uh, it'd be good to have a, have a little bit of a breather for a couple of weeks, at least. Oh, recharge your batteries. Badly needed, I think. Yeah, it's been quite... Uh, Games every every day, every night for the for the English stuff anyway, right here. That's right. It's been full on, hasn't it? It's been full Intense. on since since come back from well, more or less last year, this time last year. So absolutely. Well, let's have a look back over the last seven days, as we do, just so that we can uh, a little get a flavour of what's been going on. And obviously we had the another piece of silverware handed out in, in uh, England, the English FA Cup final last Saturday. Uh, did you catch it, Jerry? Yeah, I did, yeah. It was some strike for the winner, wasn't it? <laughs> it, uh, was. it was. It was. It was one of those ones that you kind of, despite having a bit of money on the other way, of course, uh, that you were hoping they weren't going to rule out because it was, it was one of the, the kind of great, I'm sure it'll be a bit of an iconic FA Cup final goal over the years. They'll get plenty of reruns. Exactly. There wasn't much in the game, but, you know, if you want a game to be decided with a wonder strike, that was it, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was a bit disappointed with Chelsea. They huffed and puffed a little bit, didn't they? And, uh, you know, I thought I thought they'd have enough about them. But fair play to Leicester. I thought they did a great job on them. And, uh, and, and and I think, probably, I think they probably deserved a win. But, obviously, we can chalk up another one as a, another both teams to score no. Another under two and a half goals. But with uh, Mr Tuchel coming out on the wrong side of it this time. That's it, but it's good to see a club like Leicester getting their first um, FA Cup trophy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so they've had not a bad time here. We winning the league a few years ago and getting the FA Cup, so they can't grumble those Leicester fans at the moment. Absolutely not, definitely. And I think they are one of those sides, obviously they've got some you know, decent backing with their owners there, but especially when they won the league, uh, say, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, that, that it's kind of given hope to those sort of clubs, in the, let's call them in the middle pack at least, and I think before then, obviously, they were they were probably one of the favourites of relegation. So, you know, you're looking at, a, I don't know, a Palace or uh, even some side like like my own. <laughs> you think, well, you know what? Dare we dream that we could actually could actually do it. Shows you what you can you can do with the right players and the right coaching. 
exactly. You get the right manager and then you know the right personnel and it all kind of gels together at the right time. You know, it's about getting the, the right recruitment, isn't it? Absolutely. Bang on. So, and uh, obviously last weekend as well, we saw the end of the regular skis, skis, the end of the regular season in Scotland's top flight. Easy for me to say. Um, and uh, confirmed Rangers as the Invincibles. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the kind of game went to plan as far as I'm concerned, you know, Rangers were, were trying to get the job done as soon as and it wasn't vintage Rangers, they actually looked a little bit leggy and a little bit tired but they get the job done Aberdeen at the start of the second half missed two or three sitters but yeah. um, Rangers were comfortable 4-0 winners Yeah, yeah, very good, we'll obviously touch on that in a moment or two with a little bit of extra detail but um, fair play to them, a fantastic season for them and uh, Obviously, very, very worthy winners up there. So, good stuff. Uh, Ross County obviously claimed the f- well final place to be say at the moment in the, in the in the uh, Premiership. So, uh, um, avoiding the drop automatically. Uh, obviously, Hamilton went down, and uh, your boys, although they did their part, um, couldn't rely on a favour. And uh, you obviously got as we just touched on, you've got the playoffs coming up. That's it, yeah, Kelly kicked the side of the bargain, but unfortunately the other result uh, went against them, which we'll probably touch on. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting tonight and then over the weekend how that goes. But uh, Absolutely. It's certainly going to be uh, a good game. No, I had a quick look at the odds for tonight and uh, you are favourites, 2.45 Kilmarnock, uh, 3.5 Dundee and 3.6 the draw. Uh, fancy you getting the job done tonight, put it out of sight. <laughs> It's been a slight wee drift on Kilmarnock's place, actually. Um, Dundee have shortened up a little, and uh, I've, I've watched the odds over the last couple of days. Kilmarnock have sort of drifted slightly. There were, there were odds on 10 to 11 in a few places, and sort of 23 to 20 with a few others, yeah. so there's been a slight yeah. drift there. But um, it'll be interesting to see what Kilmarnock's attitude does in the first game, because obviously um, they've got the second leg at Rugby Park, but um, it's a game that can... Uh, I think that there could be goals this evening, um, definitely, yeah. because... Both both teams have been scoring goals in their respective leagues um, recently. It's defensively, as I touched on earlier, there's yeah. question marks. So I think it's one of the ones, you know, both teams have really got to go for it at some stage. So I think Kilmarnock will, you know, see this as a chance to go and get on the score sheet tonight. So it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be a good, good match to see how it, you know, what the priorities of the team is attacking-wise. Sure thing, yeah. And I saw your tweet earlier. You're obviously fancying a, a few cards out there tonight as well. Yeah, John beating the ref can be quite um, card happy at times, right? Especially if he gets an early one. Uh, yeah. It could be quite a flurry of cards there. So I think both teams will get stuck in. Alan Power for Kilmarnock's always good for a card. Kyle Lafferty's been racking up, not quite as many as his goals, but he's been racking nah. up several, several <laughs> cards. So yeah. he looks good for one as well. Gary Dicker, the Kelly captain's always been good for cards over the seasons. And, you know, um, Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam and I think um, Sean Byrne will be starting for Dundee in there as well. Again, mm. they could they could be possibles, but ah, it's good for the wee fun bet builders, right? But I'd, yeah. I'd be gobsmacked if there wasn't three or four cards anyway, you know. Yeah, cool. Well, all all the makings for a cracking game, and uh, yeah, plenty of plenty of goals, plenty of cards, and what can you ask for? <laughs> and like obviously for you, cards. you can ask for having most of the goals on your side, but <laughs> we'll see. It's sometimes easier to bet the goals and the cards than actually plump for who's going to come out for, uh, and top in the first leg, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, there's some great bets out at the moment. I've seen them all week. There's goal kicks and throw-ins, and you never you know, go, yeah, never throw in. Fantastic for bets in, and it's amazing what we what we can cheer on now in the, in a game which is the most boring nil-nil. You can still still find some entertainment out there more and more as these markets come to the fore. So, great stuff. Um, cool. And uh, so back in England this week, uh, most things are sorted. Of course, we've just got the top four to get sorted out in the uh, in the EPL. Um, going to the final day, which is quite tight. We've seen Liverpool just sneak back into the top four at the expense of uh, Leicester. Obviously, Leicester losing to Chelsea in the league. I, so I, would you take it that way around? Would you got get? You want to be taking the cup and sort of sacrificing the the loss in the league? I thought, wouldn't you? I think so. I to win the FA Cup's a big deal, isn't it? But isn't it? As, I, as I touched on a couple of weeks ago, Leicester have just they've just dropped off us slightly, haven't they? With league position wise, so it looks after. Possibly going to miss out because um, Liverpool's got Crystal Palace at home, you know, and yeah, it's Roy's, Roy's farewell and all that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so you'd expect them to get the job done there. Chelsea away at Villa, not easy. And like I say the, the points are Liverpool on sixty six, Chelsea sixty seven, Leicester sixty six as well. So it is tight, but um, yeah, you'd expect Liverpool to, to beat um, Palace. I assume Leicester's hope would be with uh, Chelsea visiting. Villa and Villa can turn it on. Grealish back, maybe want to confirm his place. I'm sure it's not in doubt, but confirm his place in the Euros coming up. So we'll Definitely see. Right here. I mean, I mean, the Villa's similar to Leeds in that they've, you know, they play a certain way, don't they? And they've not chucked yeah. it for the season. You know, they're still getting the results, and no. they're certainly a team that kind of you know, get stuck in and they go for it. So no, I don't think Chelsea will have that all their own ways for that. Uh, that, that. That one will definitely be up for grabs, won't it? Yeah, hopefully a little bit of to and fro over the course of the 90 yeah, minutes. So. Yep. Yeah. And uh, obviously the, the EFL playoffs of uh, the first legs have all taken place by one, which is obviously tonight. Um, but we've got a good idea of where, where everyone's standing. So let's have a quick little run through. Um, we obviously put our, our suggestions forward last week. Some highs, some lows, <laughs> to be said. And uh, we obviously we, we then settled on what our picks were. But if we go back to what we individually said, we can see how we're doing. So very tight in the championship, uh, as you'd probably expect in that league. Uh, two 1-0 um, games. Bournemouth 1, Brentford 0. And Barnsley 0, Swansea 1. So the odds shake up at that as it stands now. Uh, Bournemouth are now the favourites for promotion at 3.0. Obviously, I, I did put them forward. Brentford, 3.35. Swansea, are 3.9. And, and Barnsley have sort of been written off a bit at 8.0. And that, that seemed a little bit chunky to me. Yeah, so a bit on the big side because you can get a turnaround in the second legs, definitely. I think the Bournemouth and Brentford one's still wide open as well. Absolutely right. No, I think that's a big price. I didn't realise it was as big as that, to be honest. I was surprised, yeah. And, and I think uh, you know, Ishmael has actually gone and said that they're looking forward to the away leg. It suits them better to uh, you know, the, how they play to be playing away. Obviously, probably a little bit of kidology there and mind games coming into, into the play. But at one nil down, you've got a great chance. And the Swansea weren't exactly in, in fantastic form as we, as we touched last week. They haven't got into the playoffs uh, blowing teams away by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, and I think, as I said, we both agree they're probably the one side that we drew a line through and tried to pick the winner out of the other three. So, but, say Barnsley are well in it, and obviously, if they do get through, they won't be they won't be going into the the, the final at eight point zero. That's for sure. So, mm. won't take a lot. Won't take a lot there. I mean, um, Freddie little... Fred, Woodman had a he had a fantastic game for uh, Swansea and goal, so he made a hell of a difference. So, 
No, yeah. Barnsley can still take a lot for that first game into the second leg, and you know if they can get the ball past Woodman once or twice, they're in, in a squeak and we're squeak, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, that's right. And, and like at the start of the season, or say for the majority of the season, Swansea did build their performances on on defensive solidity and 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 winning these sort of games, sort of one nil, and uh, not a lot in it. So. Um, that kind of fell away a little bit towards the end of the season. So if uh, if they say kind of they, they Barnsley get an early goal, or even like we, like I said, we don't even they don't even need to push it. Do they? they don't need to chase it at one nil down. They get a goal in the 88th minute, then that's enough to uh, like you know take it take it into extra time and uh, and go from there. But they won't be panicking if uh, if it's just a nil nil later into the game. Um, but we could do an Allison, throw the keeper up, get a winner that way. Obviously, that was at the That's weekend it. as well, wasn't it? <laughs> Narrow margins, yeah. That was some header from Allison. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Just yeah. yeah we, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? When uh, it was um, yeah. St Johnston, wasn't it, exactly. against Rangers? Yeah. And uh, a bit more, well, a bit more pressure on him. Obviously, the St Johnston one was kind of just completely unmarked, six yards out. But he did a bit of movement. But it was a fantastic near post header, wasn't it? That was brilliant, absolutely yeah, superb. Yeah. Jump, so, jump like a salmon, stuff. yeah, yeah. So, um, excellent. Well, League One is a bit more, um, so there's a few more goals in that one. Um, and obviously, the side that I put forward, they did very well <laughs> Oxford nil, and the side you put forward, Blackpool three. What yeah. a win that is for Blackpool, yeah. We're kind of on the right terms, yeah, but we've kind of between us, <laughs> but uh, it's actually narrowing it down, isn't it? That's always yeah. a, a problem in the, the dreaded playoffs, yeah. Yeah, that's in a right. good position, aren't they, for the second game? Absolutely, yeah. They're now going odds on favourites to actually get promotion out of, out of the out of the playoffs. Um, we did say about Sunderland, and we fancied Lincoln to do the, do the job. Obviously, only at the halfway point, but two 0 up, a nice little buffer for them um, going to going to Sunderland. So uh, the odds now see say Blackpool at one point nine one, Lincoln at two point six three, Sunderland are out to eight point zero, at Oxford. They've definitely been real off. They're, they're at 67.0. So for a hell of a turnaround they'll need. They're, of course, at three down, going going away to Blackpool. And there's, there's goals in the playoffs tonight. Both teams to score already at Tranmere and uh, Morecambe. So it is. I know I know someone who's put forward as their bet of the day. There's going to be over two and a half goals in that. <laughs> there you are. You're on to, off to a flyer after 19 minutes. There we go. Very nice. It's a very interesting stat that I'll bore you with, Jerry. I don't know if you actually saw the bit that I wrote on this one, but um, going into the into the last few games of the regular season, obviously, um, Tranmere got rid of their manager, didn't they? They got rid of Hill, Keith, Keith Hill, Hill yeah. who had gone a bit defensive and, and they, they scored, I believe it was seven goals in the last 10 games. It was something along those sort of lines. They'd obviously lost James Vaughan with a... Uh, with a serious injury, so he's just now come back. But I think as if they'd lost him, and they'd lost the ability or, or belief they're going to score. So seven goals in the last ten games, blah blah blah. They then brought in the um, the interim managers or the caretaker managers, the old-fashioned term. Um, but they were actually caretaker managers um, when Mike Jackson left Tranmere, um, and before they brought Keith Hill in, they actually had five games at the start of November. The indoors, and- wasn't it? That's right, yeah. And so they had those 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 five games at the start of November, um, and they won the first one one nil, uh, which obviously was kind of as as the, the the form had been going. But then from that point on, they had a sensational run of results. They won two one, then drew two two, but won three two in extra time, then won four three and five nil. So they actually had twenty goals in the five games that they managed in November. 
And I just thought, well, they're back in it now. That's obviously the way they, they want to play because it was yeah. no coincidence, really, that they'd gone from, again, um, Jackson had been kind of getting one nils and was, was quite low scoring. They've come in, other than the first game, which was obviously one nil. The rest were, were all over two and a half quite comfortably. And uh, I just thought the odds were, were very good on, on over two and a half in this one. So when you look at, um, we've gone way off subject here, but <laughs> when you look at, you, you, wonder why the caretaker, you wonder why the caretaker didn't get the job the first time around, don't you? That, with those results, they must have had Hill in mind, I'd have thought, because like I right, said, there's, right. there's not much, you, you couldn't have done much more, could they? Yeah, they won all the games and uh, and obviously were scoring for fun, so um, quite strange. But um, yeah, uh, and Morecambe are second highest as far as goals per game in League 2 were concerned, with an average of 2.76, so... Um, the odds were, were 29 to 20 um, for over two and a half goals in, in that Tranmere game. I've said all this. I don't want to drink your bet, but it's really lively and it looks as if there's going to be more goals in it. Yeah, well, it's hope so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that'd be it now, wouldn't it? One word, oh, we'll, we'll delete this one out of the podcast. We'll delete that last two minutes out. But <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, excellent. Live, live feed there, anyway, which you're renowned for this week, which I'll we'll come on to yeah, in a moment. And running, and running, we call it. In, I know, I'll tell you what, you're, you're, you're making a name for yourself. So, there you go. Well, that was League One. League Two, obviously, as you now said, is one game currently in play. The other game was Newport 2, Forest Green 0, which again kind of went to went to the trend that we expected, didn't we? We expected Newport to be tough and, and defensively sound and another clean sheet for them. Exactly, yeah. It was, um, I think I was between Forest Green and Newport. You were more for Newport, weren't you, righty? I said Newport, yeah, and and yeah, for, and I was with you that I think the winner of winner of it will probably be the, the ones that will go up so yeah. um solid at the moment newport betting wise morecambe uh, are still favorites at 3.5 newport have joined them to be fair at 3.5 Tranmere at 4.0 and forest green are now out to 10.0 um yeah. so yeah but let's so say you could throw in a handkerchief over the odds on them last week wasn't it it was very very tight so we'll see what happens see what obviously yep. tight in the one tonight so we'll see how that one progresses through definitely but um yeah we've uh between us, we managed to do okay. <laughs> it was just, I think, our, our decision-making on who was going to pick what league, and that was uh, where we fell down a little bit, maybe. <laughs> That's it, exactly, yeah. Uh, so, say, so talking of the Roven reporting, um, your, your um, Kelty, minute-by-minute coverage you gave us during the week. Yeah, I just thought, I've not been in a game for over a year. I thought, um, they've got 250 fans. So I'll take a wee drive up there, lovely sunny evening. Yeah, a little a pint in the local, a shandy, oh. lager shandy, sunshine. And the pub was lively with all the locals chatting yeah. away to them, getting a feel for the game. But I, I really could watch it from a vantage point when you've got no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, so, that's probably me, me and about me and about two hundred others were watching it um, via the local primary school car. <laughs> but you could see oh, the full. So it was great to watch a game. I must. Mate, your coverage was fantastic. I say it was, it was just all we needed. So and, and and you picked that one out, didn't you? You picked if those who haven't followed you on Twitter. Why not? I don't know why they're not. They should be at the Furlong Poll. Get on there now. Um, but uh, yeah, you picked that one out. A, a, a massive faux pas by the bookies there, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Bet365 were the first one. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't off, I'm not really often a person that's refreshing bookie sites for days, but I was waiting <laughs> yeah. on this one for a while just because we knew how good Kelty were. You know, the evidence was there for knocking out Brora, who'd yeah. previously done well, knocking out Hearts of Scottish Cup. So to, yeah. to win 6 1 and miss two penalties, it shows you Kelty are of a certain <laughs> standard, you know. And yeah. Some, some of the players are sort of League One type guys I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And, um, Breaking of such a dreadful season. There's no goals in the breaking team, really. There's you know none of the front men or strikers barely score, so they're relying on a couple of goals for set plays, really. So the yeah. biggest surprise was breaking a goal on the night, righty, you know. Um, yeah. But the bookies, as I touched on, the the bookies opened at thirteen to ten, but it was a bit of a pile on, really, on, on Twitter, <laughs> basically. And I yeah, think Bet three six. Uh, sorry, Bet Victor had went eight to five, but that was very brief. I think, and I think they removed the market quite quickly. So, to yeah. cut a long story short, um, Kelty went off one to four, um, yeah. one to four or two to seven with certain bookies pre-match. That price was obviously wrong. That was down to the liabilities that they were staring at with Kelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the true price was somewhere like should have been a four to seven shot. But I put up the highlights today. They're online on Twitter for the game breaking city. Uh, I've stuck the highlights up for the first leg at Kelty, but Kelty were dominant. I would have said on the night a three-one would have been about the right result, but it's still in the melting pot. Obviously, Kelty won two-one, but uh, I'll maybe touch on that again with one of my bets I've got for ah, for excellent. this weekend. Good stuff. Cool. Well, I look forward to coming on to that. And talking of bets from last week. Um, your your bet of the weekend came in. We've obviously already talked about it. Um, Kamarnik, your team done the business for you at eleven to ten. Very nice odds as well. Um, a two 0 win at Hamilton. Uh, got off to a cracking start. And uh, Mitchell Pinnock with both goals and managed to miss a penalty handed to him by Kyle Lafferty, much to my dismay. Yeah, that was a sore one for the Kyle Lafferty. <laughs> Any time backers of which mm. I was one of. Um, but... Yeah. We bought unprofessional for Kelly, but you can see where they were coming from. Kelly had got the, the three points in the bag. They'd done their side of the bargain, so they couldn't impact what was happening elsewhere with Motherwell and Ross County. So I think yeah. uh, Lafferty, now you've dusted yourself down and picked up your disappointment after a few days. They were just trying to get Mitch pin up the hat trick, so that's why Lafferty handed him the ball. But unfortunately, hmm. there was a pile of money on Kyle Lafferty because the price <laughs> had been chopped over the few days. and had been a generous price. I think it went off at odds on, I think. So... That was a sore yeah. one. But no, Kelly done the business at 11 to 10. I was swelling between that for my best bet and Rangers half-time, full-time. But, Man, uh, brilliant brilliant bet on Rangers. Uh, we, we touched on it last week, didn't we? Went into detail. They've now, or they now ended the season with 15 of 19 home games. They've been winning at half-time and at full-time, which is a phenomenal record. As yeah, we said, under the Invincibles. You can have built up my confidence with that one, right? I think you were, trying, <laughs> you were trying to push me in the direction of making that my, my number one bet last week. So it was a close close one between we, that and we Kelly. Right. But Rangers, half-time, full-time. The business was done quite early in the first yeah. half. So it was a comfortable 2-0 lead at half-time. Uh, yeah, luckily, the um, sorry? No, go on, mate. Uh, luckily, Aberdeen missed a, you know, th- three good chances second half. But after that, Rangers kicked on. But another goal would have been lovely, as we've touched on before previously. Mm. Another goal would have been lovely for the... The long shot, eh? Oh, well, how unlucky was that? Couldn't believe it. Massive buzz around that one. I think it was just under, it was about 99 to 1, I think, at, the, at kickoff. But uh, you'd, you'd flagged it up. It was, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And, oh, it, it couldn't have gone any some, better, really. Yeah, it was some buzz on the Friday night when Newcastle and um, Newcastle and Man City, as predicted, turned in a basketball match end to end, goal yeah. after goal. And I just thought, after that came up on a Friday night, the 4-3, I thought this bet's coming in, you know, because 
Rangers are going to go for it, but I think there was a wee bit of tired. Well, I think really they had that many records to go for, but one of them was <laughs> keeping a clean sheet to get so many clean sheets righty. So yeah. I think there was a wee element of keep trying to keep the door shut at the back rather than just going wild for the fifth goal, you know? Yeah, you mentioned it. And uh, say it couldn't be any closer. Just one goal short of landing that uh, triple digits winner, um, which would have been phenomenal. But um, so you, you called the Man City Newcastle game absolutely perfectly. Um, seven goal thriller there, <laughs> which was brilliant. And um, and let's say over four and a half for Rangers and ended up four nil. So just one short, which was which is devastating. But um, I say that's that's the odds that you're playing at. Um, and you 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 couldn't say couldn't have got any closer to that. The main surprise I think was one of the other bets, which was Dumbarton involved in a goal fest. Yeah, yeah, I managed to catch but the last five minutes of the first half when the Edinburgh City scored and then the second half, Dumbarton, three goals. But the, the, the bomb scare at the back was uh, Edinburgh City couldn't cope with the Dumbarton centre-half set, set, play, set plays and then um, corners. So uh, I stuck a couple of first goal scorers on for that. I think it's tonight as well, actually. Um, yeah. I've backed uh, the centre-halves for... Um, Dumbarton again to maybe get the first goal because they're quite generously priced as is yeah. goal. So, so basically three goal scorers but yeah they look too strong for Edinburgh City you know and you're getting that now in the playoffs some of the playoffs in Scotland where mm-hmm. the team from the higher division and you know the kind of quality some of these guys have played at a slightly higher levels beginning to show although they have got a kind of uh, short uh, a narrow squad Dumbarton you know it's quite a tight net 14-15 players have got but I'd expect yeah. them to see, see the job home against Edinburgh City this evening by it did go over the goals yeah, yeah, I see that it's even money. I like it tonight. Obviously, with with Dunbar and knowing that a a nil nil or even a one nil defeat would be enough for them. Um, I, I like it tonight. Uh, under two and a half goals is is just better than even money as well. So you have um, a little double rated, have you? I might have done. You might have <laughs> had a tenner on. <laughs> I might have found a five or somewhere to throw on that five, one. Yeah, that's right. So uh, good stuff, but mate, as you say, your two strongest ones cruised in last week, so that was fantastic. Yeah. I flopped. I went with Chesterfield over two and a half goals, and that ended nil nil, which was a massive surprise mm-hmm. with Wheelstone's yeah, defensive yeah. issues. But um, I've I've been burned, but I'm, I might be going back along a similar line later on which we'll uh, we'll go into more detail about in a moment so we're going to preview a couple of games as we always do um asked you for your your kind of standout game that you wanted to cover in the premier league and we're going to cover the scottish cup final as well so but start off with the game that you you put forward which is leeds versus west brom um odds for here leeds very very strong favorites 1.47 you can back west brom at 7.0 and the draws up at 5.4 uh, obviously, uh, it's gone on record now that, that the Baggies will be looking for a new manager. Maybe it's where their priorities lie, replacing Big Sam, who said that he's going to step step down. Um, so this will be his last game. What, what do you what do you make of this one? I always think, right? It's always a thing that I've kind of you know over the years I've always kind of flagged. See when managers are leaving and people know they're leaving. You know whether it's <laughs> six months before the end of the season, one game before the end of the season. I always think there's psychologically there can be a wee bit of a switch off there you know yeah. um, West Brom they lost three goals last night um, they've lost a few games now in a row but last night to West Ham they lost three goals Leeds they're just no stopping Leeds are they they're quite relentless at the moment they want to finish as high up as possible I think um, yeah. they're good for goals they've been good for goals recently as well I know you've been doing the shots and stuff like that as well yeah. Um, yeah. Patrick Bamford's had a fantastic season I'm just all over Leeds here for goals, righty. Um, I've, I've had a little 
sneaky on to Unibetter. They're on there. Um, for Leeds to score at least two goals, you're getting five to four, which I think is a nice price. I think there's been nibbles at these prices looking at the odds checker graph. And I'm also taking Leeds for three, at least three goals, three plus goals at 17 to five. I think that's a cracking price for Unibetter. Wow. Because I think West Brom are, are conceding at least two or three goals. Yeah. Um, at, at the minute, and I don't see, I don't see them being all guns are blazing now. Their, their heads might go down here. Um, Big Sam's leaving. Last game of the season, you usually get goals flying around, and Leeds look a bit relentless to me. And I think they want to finish a cracking first season back in the, the Premier League in England. I think they want to finish off in style. Is it, the fans will be there as well, won't they? Yeah, there will be a few. Yeah. Aye, so this will be the, the first time that Leeds have had the home <laughs> fans. I think. So I think yeah. it will be. I think it'll feel like capacity because the Leeds fans can make a, a racket, can't they? They'll be marching on together, won't they? That's for sure. So Leeds to bang in a few goals, right? I'm all over at least two goals for Leeds, possibly three goals at five to four and seventeen to five with Unibet. Yeah, mate, that's fantastic. It's exactly the same bet I looked at, funnily enough. <laughs> um, I, I just said I think their priority is going to be elsewhere. You're right. Touching on the same kind of thing, uh, you not only is the manager going, but you're looking at uh, Ainsley, um, Maitland-Niles, um, yep. Conor Gallagher, um, Yokozlu uh, and Dina all playing their last game because they're all lone players, which all, they've, they've kind of formed much of the spine of the side there. And they're all going to be, um, that, that mind's going to be elsewhere. They're not going to be that interested other than professionalism, of course, not casting yeah. doubt on that, but they're, they're not going to be a hundred percent committed to the West Brom cause, are they? They're none of them going to be there next season. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that one's a little bit, bit, bit strange. We interesting to see what kind of side he does put out. Um, and as you say, I've been very impressed with Leeds over the last say two or three weeks. They've put in some fantastic performances um, and, and look, look as strong as ever really, to be fair, um, and probably justify that kind of price. So I did look at the, the, the um, Leeds, goals here because they scored two plus in each of the last three and six of the last nine and the baggies are conceded two plus in eight of the last ten so to get that uh, five to four i think you said is um it's pretty special um yeah. that should be odds on in my book and yeah. um they won the they won the the game at the hawthorns five nil today so uh obviously can play against west brom um, and I also did look at the the leads to win by two or more that's also odds against that's a two point one zero um, so that was a, that was a temptation for me, um, but you, you did touch on the fact that I have had a bit of success with lead shots recently, and, and that came in over the, uh, during the week as well. Um, Dallas one plus shot on target was odds against during the week. He's now just been gone a shade of odds on, so one point nine one, very tempting there. Um, Rafinha, a player that I really like, and many many do three plus shots at one point eight three. And Dallas just have two shots is at 1.67. So a bit skinny. But what I've actually done is I've done a double here. That was my bet that I put forward. You've gone for the goal. So I'll go for shots. Um, Rafinha to have three or more shots. Dallas to have two or more shots in a double pace 3.33. So that's going to be my bet to put forward for that particular game. But yeah, sounds good I, later, yeah. I think we're singing from the same in sheet. We expect the leads to put in a bit of performance. As you say, that fan's been waiting for 16 years for Premier League football again. So... And the ones that can make it into the ground, I think, as you, as you rightly say, we're making a bit of a din. Well, my best my best bet last week in England was the Burnley Leeds game to have over three and a half goals, but fifteen to eight. But little did mm. I know Leeds, Leeds would contribute all the goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Home, you know, over three and a half. So yeah, Leeds games are cracking for goals anyway, especially the Leeds ones. You know. 
yeah, no, they've been doing doing really well, and that's uh, I I thought they potentially might run out of gas a little bit at this stage of the season, but um, they looked they hinted at a bit of a wobble, and then they, they seem to have found a, say a, a, probably a third wind rather than just a second wind. They seem to have found a third wind, and uh, they finished the season super super strong. So, and yeah, as we said, the motivation's there in front of a few few thousand fans to uh, put on a bit of a show, and you probably couldn't hand you probably couldn't hand pick. A, uh, a better opponent than um, than West Brom, given everything that's going on there at the moment. I see they've um, they've installed Chris Wilder as a as a red hot favourite to be the new manager there. One point three three he is. Um, seems like a good fit to me, mate. For West Brom, yeah, yeah. Is that the odds? Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just don't like getting involved in managers' markets, but it sounds as if obviously he's well fancied there, yeah. Yeah, a bit of early money on that, I think. And so that, those markets are a bit Mickey Mouse as far as they'll, they'll <laughs> odds can swing as soon as someone sticks 20 quid on them. But, um, you know, everyone knows a mate well, and someone told them down the pub and so on and so forth. But I think that seems like a decent fit and Wild has yeah. kind of been been, been put in, in salt for a, a little while. And, uh, yeah, you'd imagine that, that those conversations with Big Sam were having and they'd be uh, having someone lined up. For, for when when uh, the vacancy was there, and they say you can see Wilder going there and doing a very good job. Well, we are talking about managers, right? Here. What's the situation with Leeds manager? Is Bielsa going to be sort of hanging around for a wee while? With Leeds, do you think? I don't know. Uh, he, he seems to have that, that affinity with the club. That I, I think he, he personally, I think yeah, I think he probably will. Um, it's hard to predict him, of course. He's done some strange things in the past, but um, yeah, I think he, he seems to. Leeds are a team I'd like to kind of follow next season, as in, like, you know, for betting purposes, because I think if, if they recruit one or two, you know, more bits of quality, because once the fans are in there in Ellen Road, you know, that, that's going to add a few points to them, I think, with the fan yeah. backing. And Bale's is such a good coach as well, if, if, if he's there for another season or two, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So I think they will look to recruit. They've obviously got, they've got, a fair majority of the side that was certainly in the yeah. championship and a couple that were in league one with them. So I think, um, you know, yeah, they're, they're most definitely due a, a little bit of investment into, into some key areas there. Um, Ryan, Ryan Kent from Rangers wouldn't be a bad addition as well. No, no, absolutely not. He's yeah. Quite, he's so lots of pace, happen. you know, he would add a bit of pace in there, you know, they've got a bit yeah. already, but he'd add more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, they're ones to watch for next season. It'll be interesting to see how they get priced up. And as you say, there's some good betting angles in on Leeds for sure. Definitely. Been one of those profitable sides to follow this season. And uh, so you're right in what you say. I'm sure there will be much the same next. So look forward to it. Cool. Right. Let's have a a look at the Scottish FA Cup final then, Um, Jerry. You're you're obviously the main man. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to kind of do too much with this one other than throw it over to you to see what your thoughts on it. And I've also got, some key markets for the people uh, listening. So, uh, you know, people like to go involved in either the win market, goals, both into score, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm just going to get some stats for you and see what your take on, on those main markets are. But um, you, I know that you're sitting there with a, with Hibs to win at eight to one in your back pocket, aren't you? So that's obviously a good starting point for you. Yeah, that's each way. So I'm getting something back already yeah. on that. But I stuck a little bit on St. Johnson to win in the 90 minutes. Um yesterday as well so I've kind of got, got my kind of payout guaranteed there but um, nice if, it did go into, if it did go into extra time obviously I would kind of look at it again but um, yeah. I'm sitting okay with everything yeah. just now yeah well just looking at the odds we've got Hibs our favourites to win the actual match um, win in 90 minutes uh, uh, 2.5 uh, the draw is 3.2 and St Johnston 3.25 to actually lift the trophy 
Uh, Hibs, uh, the, the strong favourites at 1.75, St Johnston at 2.1. Uh, so similar um, to last week. Obviously, Chelsea were a little bit more favoured than Hibs are in this one. But um, as we saw last week, anything can happen. So uh, what, what's your take on how things are going to unfold here? I mean, if, as the days and the weeks are being on, I think it is really a difficult final to call. Hibs are the better team, there's no doubt. They're, they finished third in the league. The league table will tell you that. But St. Johnson have got the Hamden know-how. They've got the nouse. They've been there three times this season. They've won three times. One of them was against Hibs 3-0 in the semi-final of the League Cup. Um, St. Johnson seem to have got their full squad back in order um, from COVID. Whether some of these guys are absolutely 100% match fit, um, we, we have not trained, stuff like that. That's another yeah. argument. But St. Johnson, according to Sky today, St. Johnson have got the kind of full squad to pick from. Really hard game to call, as I say, because they've played each other at Hamden already. Hibs, you know, if, if, if Hibs played 100% to their maximum, I think they would win. But St. Johnson have got a fantastic record against Hibs over, over the seasons, especially Easter Road. They've got a wee bit of a jinx over Hibs. You know, it's been a long time. Um, since Hibs won there, I think, in the, in the league, certainly. Um, St. Johnson, again, I've got a good recent record against Hibs this season. Um, there was a game earlier in the season where Hibs won 1-0 at Perth, but that was before uh, St. Johnson really get, go, get going under their new manager, um, Callum Davidson. It was a bit of a smashing yeah. grab. St. Johnson actually shaded that match. It was live on Sky. Um, hard game to call. I'm not actually going to call it righty, but my main bet, <laughs> I'm going to give you two. I've got three bets for it here. Um, okay. It's combining what you're talking about, the both teams to score or the over two and a half. I fancy goals, I fancy both teams to score and I fancy over two and a half goals. I think we could get an early goal here and I think it might open up the game. Hibs have, we've touched on Hibs' front line before, Nis, Kevin Nisbet, um, yeah. Christian Doidge, eh, Martin Boyle. You know, there's a goal or two in Hibs for sure. St. Johnson, what they've done, they played, uh, they, they beat St. Marin 2-1 uh, last time out of Hamden. They brought on Glenn Middleton, um, and he he done the damage with him setting up the 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 first goal, and then he scored a cracking free kick to which proved to be the winner. So, uh, sorry, where's he played before? Glenn Middleton. Yeah, was he down at Norwich? No, <laughs> he was another one. Yeah, was he? Yeah, I didn't one. even yeah. know that. Yeah, um, Rangers have had him out and loan to, to, to Hibs as well, but um, he's, he's with St. John's at the moment, so he comes up yeah. against one of his former loan clubs. But um, yeah, he had a good game, so it'll be interesting to see if Callum, Callum Davidson actually gives him the nod because um, he obviously enjoyed playing on the surface at Hamden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over two and a half goals, right? Eh? Both teams to score is 15 to 8 with Boyle Sport. Um, just hoping for the. the, the the early goal there to open the game up kind of thing but it's a cup final it's a Scottish Cup final can't really see both teams sitting in as I've touched on before um, Hibs have had a couple of great opportunities this season at Hamden they, they missed a penalty against Hearts they missed a sitter against Hearts in the semi-final Scottish Cup before Christmas they delayed one for last season and then they missed chance after chance against St Johnson in the aforementioned 3-0 uh, defeat they had in the, the semi-final of the League Cup so Hibs if if Hibs take their early chances, it'll open up the game. If St. John's take your early goal, it'll open up the game. So um, hopefully we get goals and hopefully we get over two and a half goals. The other main bet I like for this game, righty, is Hibs to have the most corners, to win on corners, which is 10 to 11. We bet 3-6-5. Hibs have scored like 99 corners at home. 
um, and 104 corners away in the league games. I've knocked off one of their home games basically because last Sat- last weekend they played Celtic with a full reserve team. Yeah. Uh, right, so, so I'm not actually counting that. They only had one corner, I think zero or one corner. So I'm knocking that game out because it was their, uh, their second 11. They actually played against Celtic and got a, a favourable 0 0 draw. So they're basically averaging five, five and a half corners away from home. Uh, Hibs. St. Johnson have scored, uh, sorry, have, have uh, gained corners at home 96. But away from, away from Perth, away from McDermott Park, they're only getting 79 corners. So I think Hibs have got more width with Martin Boyle. They create, they're one of the best teams in Scotland for 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 gaining corners. So I think to get a price like ten to eleven, based on the numbers, I think that's a cracking bet for Hibs to have the most corners. The only thing is, if 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 Callum Davison a touchdown plays Glenn Middleton, that gives them the wee bit of width that would would add to their, their wide games. I think so that maybe create an extra corner or two for them. But I like that yeah. price. I'm going to have a little single on that. Hibs to have the most corners. Yeah, I like that. I did put some stats together and that was one of them that did stand out. Uh, average 5.37 for Hibs over the season. As you say, there was one game that, that was kind of not worth counting, but I just done the, the whole season average with 5.37. And um, St. Johnston averaged 4.61. So um, although it doesn't sound too much difference, it is a fair bit of difference over the course of the season. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I, that kind of looked, say, stand out. Stood out a little bit as far as a, a bet from uh, from my basic stat picking, and then you've backed it up. So I like my it. Final, my final bet rated for the, the, the game as a card bet. It's um, Liam Craig of St. Johnson, who I think should start, but you can tick the box with about 365. Yeah. He's 2-1 two to, one, two to one get a card. He's not actually had loads of cards recently, although he was carded last time out for St. Johnson. But um, he's an Edinburgh lad. He's played with Hibs for a couple of seasons previously, but he's in the St. Johnson midfield. I think he does a bit of coaching with St. Johnson as well for, with Callum Davidson. Um, it can be a wee bit of a hawkhead as well, Liam Craig. In the big games, he's, he's sometimes good for a card. If you look up his numbers at the very start of the season, he went through a, a month or two spell where he was getting loads of cards at the start of the season. As I say, he got a red card as well, which was in the last minute of that game against Hibs I mentioned um, early in the season at Perth. But uh, I think Liam Craig in this type of game where you know, he's the type of player reaching the end of his career soon um, and he could be, you know, going for obviously everything in this game in the midfield, in the engine room. So whether there'll be any bigger prices than that come out in the next day or two, but on bet 365 at the moment, he's 2-1 to one to receive a card. He's had eight yellow cards in the league this season and the, the equivalent minutes of 18 games. So... He's not played loads of minutes. He's not played loads of games, but eight yellow cards and the equivalent of 18 matches if you look at the league, the minutes he's yeah, played in the league. Yeah. That makes 2-1 to one not a bad price, but if there's any bigger than that comes out, jump all over it. But quite like, the referee's Nick Walsh. Uh, I can't really make my mind up about this ref, to be honest, yeah. right? He, uh, he's, he's a new up-and-coming ref. He's the Celtic Rangers game recently. He used to be good for cards. He's calmed down a lot and um, he's not dashing out as many as he used to, but I, I saw his average is 2.33 this season, so he's, he's I, low. But um, I, th- I think he's a reds. kind of ref. He's a kind of ref, right? If you get an early card, I think he'll have four or five. Um, if, if you get the early card, it just depends if there's a bad challenge. Because then really, you know, it goes without saying. But he'll be kind of feast or famine, I think, you know, be... Be one yeah. of the five, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's quite often the way. Like I say, it's a, it's a, it's a cup final. And there's going to be no more games, is there? After 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 these, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those. If you, if you twisted my arm, I think I'd be going for cards rather than you know I'd be going for more cards rather than a few cards. I think. Yeah. Good. As you see, you know the, the players are going for their medal, their winners' medal, aren't they? 
Yeah, that's right. And there's game situations that will come into play there as well, be it chasing, defending the lead. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, 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 all, it's all or nothing, isn't it, in this, these kind of games? So um, it's yeah. all, you, all you'd want for as far as the cards are concerned. Yep. Good stuff, mate. Well, absolutely loads there. Thanks ever so much for doing all, all going through those. Um, plenty of uh, uh, interest there for people to get involved in, um, whether you like the goal scoring markets or some of the stat based markets, which are obviously really popular at the moment. We love getting involved in those. For me, if I'm picking one out of those, I, I definitely like that. Um, the corner bet that you mentioned, the uh, most corners for Hibs. So I'll be getting involved on that one. Absolutely fantastic, mate. Very, very well done. And thank you for that. Um, which brings us on to your part of the podcast <laughs> this is jerry's bets of the weekend i feel like i need a theme tune but maybe i'll work on that for next season <laughs> but uh yeah what have you got for us this week from from the other games obviously there's not well, loads again to choose from that's it we're kind of feeding off scraps a wee bit because the season's <laughs> just about over you know three obviously i've given you three scottish cup bets here right so you're yeah. only getting one you're only getting one more uh, scottish bet after uh, um, i gave you the, the leads bet we've got uh breaking and kelty again this time it's uh Breakin Cities Park, uh, Glee Park. Um, I'm fancying over 1.5 goals, over one and a half goals in the first half, righty, which okay. is 11 to 10. The other night of the game that I was the roving reporter for, as you <laughs> put it, um, there was three goals in the first half. Um, Kelty were going for the kill early on, and Breakin surprisingly got on the score sheet as well. Big physical side, Breakin. Kelty will try and put the, the tie to bed straight away. Um, the Breakin City manager, Michael Payton, in one of the interviews I've seen on Twitter, sort of said his, his boys you know, deserved a draw, but that, there was no way they deserved a draw. If you see the highlights, Kelty could have got three or four goals, Breakin only two or three attacks in the whole match. Kelty, still strong favourites if you look at the odds. Again, the bookies are pricing them up, sort of running scared, really. Obviously, they've had the bum smack the other night there, the bookies with Kelty, you know, backers. Uh, Kelty, strong favourites to to get their place in the, the league set up into League Two. Um, Kelty just look a team that every time they go in the park, they'll score a goal or two, righty. Yeah. Whether Breakin contribute, I can't really say whether they'll contribute or not, because obviously, as I've, I've mentioned earlier on, they've not got loads in the way of strikers and goal scorers. If you look at their, their squad stats, you know, their goal would probably come from a midfielder or a defender. Um, just fancy goals in the game, but I think the first half in particular will be lively, similar to the other night there. Breakin will obviously need to chase the game. Kelty will be wanting to prove that they're the better team. They played all the football on the deck the other night there. They played some nice stuff, Kelty. Breakin, it's a wee bit more up and at them, I think. Um, they've got a couple of experienced guys that I've mentioned previously, and it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. But I really fancy it to open up, and the first half goals over one and a half is eleven to ten, and that's priced generally with most bookmakers, uh, righty. So that's that's my angle, and rather than get involved in silly prices on Kilty because the prices are a bit daft on Kilty, the prices yeah. they're going off to win and stuff like that. So. That's my angle on the game. Fantastic. Very nice, mate. Yeah, like I say, good reasoning there. And uh, you say, over the last couple of games we've seen from Kelty, then there's certainly a, a, a strong start inside. So um, get a couple of nice early goals there. Happy days. Let's hope that they produce as many goals in the first half as they have done in League Two playoffs tonight, where there's been three goals in the first half. How good is that? I must have missed that goal. They're too busy reading off my notes. <laughs> you are. That's fine. We, we've got it between us. We've got an eye on it. So it's all good. So, yeah, that's 2-1 uh, to Morecambe uh, at half time. Excellent. So good stuff. But, yeah, mate, so let's hope that Kelty one comes in. Very nice price. Odds again. So over one and a half goals first half. Lovely job. 
Cool. So, right, I'm going to go run through my bet of the weekend. So obviously, I pick out the one, and I'm, I'm kind of hinted at it a little while ago. I'm dipping back into the National League uh, for this weekend, uh, this weekend's best bet. Um, still got a couple of games to play in this league, so not things aren't done and dusted just as yet. Um, but it's very, very tight at the top end of the table, uh, which one of these sides is uh, currently playing in. And I'm, I'm going for the Wrexham game. Um, now, Wrexham are sixth at the moment on 64 points, but there's only they're only two points clear of 10th. And sides in fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh get into the playoffs to then go on and more playoffs and then hopefully get obviously promoted into the actual uh, English Football League. So it's very, very tight at the top. Um, and they've got Kings Lynn this weekend. Now, Kings Lynn, as I've said before, this league has got haves and have-nots. And I think you probably couldn't get a better definition of the haves in Wrexham, who are now owned, as you might well be aware, by the Hollywood superstars that are Ryan Reynolds, and Rob McHelleny. Um, so <laughs> that promised to put £2 million worth, at least £2 million into the into the club and, and obviously getting new signings, etc., etc. Whilst Kings Lynn have got their players on furlough. That probably says everything you need to know about where those two clubs are at the moment. Um, Kings Lynn car sharing the way to Wrexham. They're letting players leave because they can't afford to, you know, to keep them even on furlough. Um, it is a bit of a nightmare there at the moment. And Kings Lynn are one of my go-tos as far as conceding goals is concerned. So they've now conceded 88 goals in 39 league games. But it's the, the recent games where they've really just lost the plot. Obviously, since everything's kicked off for them and they've lost a lot of their best players. As I said, they've got players that live in Manchester um, and Leeds that are playing for them in Norfolk. So it's uh, not, not, not a great setup for them at the moment. They've conceded 30 goals in the last 10 games. They've conceded 16 in the last five. Um, they've now not won in 10, losing eight of those 10. And their last 10 away games isn't pretty reading, to say the least. Uh, just to go through the results in the last 10 away, they've lost 3-0, 3-1, which is a good result for them. <laughs> 3-0, 4-0, 4-2. They picked a draw up, 1-1. But then their last three away games, they've lost 5-1, 4-1 and 3-1. Um now, they played Yeovil uh, during the week and the Yeovil's manager, Darren Saul, said that Lynn are playing with incredible freedom. Ridiculous freedom was his actual quote. Um, well, because there's no relegation in the league, they've obviously not got that to worry about and they've kind of gone out there and said, well, we're going to give it a go. We can play, do what we want. And although they might be playing with ridiculous freedom, they're playing ridiculously bad, to be fair. <laughs> uh, getting spanked weeks. Obviously, they're scoring the odd goal, uh, which is which is handy for the bet that I've got in mind. So I was very tempted to go and play Rex and goals here over two and a half, something like that, The fact, or, or Rex and to win by a certain amount of goals. But I've a, I've a check on bet 365 and the Asian goal line, and they've set it at three goals. And it's set at 1.925. I've literally just checked and it's just dropped to 1.9. So we need to get on it quite quick. But I'm all over that line. Um, three goals, obviously, for those of you not familiar with the Asian goal line, if there are three goals, you get a refund. Obviously, less than three goals, not one or two, we lose. Um, but if there's four, five or more goals, then we win. So it's a bit of a safety net. It's a bit more aggressive than the over two and a half, which is, which is, which is heavy odds on. This one, obviously, is just a shade of odds on. Um, but as I say, we've got the refund in place if there are exactly three goals in it. So I'm fancying here Wrexham um, to, to win 
3-1-4-1, something like that. I can see Lynn scoring because, as as I said, they're playing with that freedom where they might well get on the score sheet. But with their last, say, the, the last games that they've played away from home, they are just getting, they're getting hammered, basically. Um, 14 of 20 this season, away from home, Lynn have seen three or more goals. So 70% of their away games. Um, and uh, 11 of 20 have seen this bet win. So in other words, four goals or more. But uh, for 70% would have got at least got a refund, which I think uh, odds are 1.9, given their current form as well, because at the start of the season, it was a little bit different. Current form, it just looks like they're, they're, they're just conceding so many goals. So I'm happy to play that with, with say, with a refund on, on our side. If it, there is only three goals, definitely a better play than two and a half. And I can see four, five or more goals in this quite comfortably. So the better game, as it stands, live odds as we're speaking now, uh, 1.9 over three goals on the Asian goal line. Sounds good, righty. I think I'm going to have a wee go on that, see if <laughs> uh, it comes up trumps. As you say, in the season, there should be a few goals here. Um, Kings led, Kings led, Lynn probably, possibly getting one bit excellent to help themselves there. A handful. Yeah, I think it's it's a touch on it last week. It did come come off, but Wrexham are in decent decent form. They had a little slip yeah. up last time out against Notts County. Were obviously a lot different um, side compared to like Kings Lynn, but yeah. with it being that tight at the top and they're in one of the playoff places at the moment, it could well come down to goal difference. Like I say, with with clubs down to ten, uh, to say just two points back then I think that the goal difference could well be a, be a part. And Kingsley are one of those sides that you put a little asterisk next to and saying we need to go and score some goals against them because they are um, cause they conceding for fun. So we'll see. But, yeah, confident on that bet. So uh, that's my bet of the weekend, uh, over three there. We'll, uh, we'll be very nice. Excellent. We- Sounds good, mate. You were pushing sure. me for a couple of other Scottish selections. Actually, I've got another couple of English <laughs> selections. Um, Have you? With you, yeah. Um, yeah. Liverpool versus Crystal Palace for no cards. Andre Mariner, right. yeah. two end the season last game. It's quite commonplace for some referees to like to check out with no cards, as I've mentioned previously. Andre yeah. Mariner is one of these guys that could give us no cards. So Liverpool v Crystal Palace, eleven to two. We bet three six five for no cards, righty. Yeah, nice. And the other one I'm liking as a wee bonus, Mark Matkinson, no cards at West Ham v Southampton. Maybe a wee bit trickier, that one, because West Ham are still, you know, going hell for leather, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah. That one's 9-1 for no cards, but Mark Matkinson obviously tries to give no cards when he can get away with it. So <laughs> I quite like those two in the English leagues. There's a couple of bonus selections. Seen them a yeah. bit thin in the ground with the Scottish pick six this week, right? So, no, no, um, you can I didn't for the border, that's why not. That's it. Aye, you've got to sneak south of the border for a wee bit of value sometimes. So the <laughs> double would be 64 to 1, but I'm putting up 11 to 2 because it'd be hard to get both up. But 11 to 2 for the yeah. Liverpool Crystal Palace, one Mariner, and 91 yeah. for West Ham v Southampton. Martin Atkinson. We obviously, we obviously had Martin Atkinson last week live while we were on the recording this podcast. And yeah, yeah. We, he, he produced some cars, didn't he? But we actually got the nil nil in there. So half the Martin That's Atkinson right. bet landed. We went miles away. No, it was pretty close. Uh, it's unlucky, but uh, God, there we go. We, yeah, they're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, one for diving as well. You think, oh, there's your luck. Never mind. But um, which brings us on neatly to the long shots. Now yeah. we do like the long shots, and it's going to end uh, this week's and this season's podcast uh, with with the long shots. So I've got a couple in mind, Jerry, because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to work you out, and I think I've got to know you a little bit over this uh, last few weeks even better. 
I think I've telegraphed mine a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago. I think you know exactly where I'm going. Yeah, with I think so. I've been refreshing. Like you say, we don't like to see it too much on the bookies' websites refreshing, but I've been refreshing to see if there's uh, some certain odds, and they're not there when I last checked. Well, so we'll yeah. see. But tell me, Jerry, do you want yeah. me to go first, or would you like to go first? I, th- I think I'll put you out of your misery first. You go first, um, then. I, I backed. I did have my little fiver on it, 180 to one the, the other day there, but I just looked before we come on the podcast and I thought, shit. Um, <laughs> it's into 111 to one with Bet365. Oh. 97 to one with Sky. 111 to one, it's into from 180 to one with Bet365. It's simply over two and a half goals in every English um, <laughs> Premier League game. As right, he must have that wrote down as one of his as well. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you might go for that one, so I went the, on the other one. That's, that's my. I, that's why I've chose first here. You know, <laughs> get me, mate. We're, we're we're such a great yeah. team. I tell you what, what a double act this is. Move over, random deck. Here we are. I had a feeling you go for over two and a half goals. So this is in the EPL, the final round of this Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if and we I'll, don't get the t- if we don't get the ten up right, we're going to get eight or nine. But hopefully, we can push over the line and get the ten this time. Yeah. Well, I've gone for both teams to score. So I've done mine as both teams to score, which is a little bit bigger odds than you, um, yeah. and uh, is two hundred eleven to one with uh, with Bet three six five. I think it is. Yeah, Bet three six five. Best odds there. Um, last season, the last game of the season, the last game week, uh, there were seven of the ten was both teams to score. As you say, it's seven or eight, yeah. it's normally sort of there or thereabouts, isn't it? Now, yeah. that did include Manchester City winning 5 0 against a woeful Norwich City side who had <laughs> long gone, that should have been shot to bits. And to be fair, yeah. we had a great chance in the opening minutes to actually open the scoring in that one. And, yeah. and true to our form at the time, missed it. So, that was there. Leicester nil, Man United two with a sending off in the game, and Chelsea two, Wolves nil, which sounds like a two nil even now if you were to ask what the score was going to be. Yeah. So they were the only three that didn't produce both teams to score. I had a look through the fixtures, and I think you know they're, they're, they're quite open. Chelsea, as we said, have got Villa, which Chelsea one of those sides that you think are probably going to do do the bet, but. At Villa, you'd, you'd probably think Villa are going to be able to nick a goal there. So I think it's got a live chance at 211 yeah. to 1. Any other game you think could be a problem for us, Ray, either for the both teams to score at over two and a half? None at all, mate. No. <laughs> no, it's going to sail in, is it? It's going to sail in. Think, uh, yeah, if it's not in by half time, then I'd be, I'd be surprised. Uh, but that'd be, no. That'd, that'd be fantastic if both of us got a long shot up to finish the podcast. Wouldn't it? Yeah. A whole host of 2 1 wins would do absolutely fine. Um, now looking for it, you'd say Sheffield United, they've been scoring. I think they're working hard. They've got Burnley. So it's one of those games that is probably. You know, they're, they're, Burnley have opened up, haven't they, over the last few weeks, either scoring or conceding loads. So I think there's a, there's a good chance there. Um, can West Brom score at Leeds? I think Leeds give you enough chances. And also, though, they are playing Casillo in goal. That's been confirmed. So you has got a good chance of scoring if he's in goal. Um, <laughs> Looking at the other games, Arsenal-Brighton, that sounds like it's got goals in it. Villa-Chelsea we've touched on. Fulham-Newcastle. Newcastle have gone... gone Shots and, and goals crazy recently. Um, Leeds, West Brom, we've now said. Leicester, Tottenham, that sounds like it's got goals in it as well. Liverpool, Palace, yeah. Palace will go there. Roy's last game in charge of Palace. And uh, uh, they obviously got beat 3-1 last night. So that would have that would have landed both bets there. At Liverpool, you can imagine Liverpool going hell for level for that one. Man City, Everton. 
Man City will have one eye, obviously, on um, the the Champions League. But whatever side they put out, you you know they're going to score goals. And Everton have a sneaky chance of sliding into one of the the European places if results go their way. So they'll they'll be going for the win, certainly. Uh, Sheffield United, Burnley, we've mentioned West Ham, Southampton, another one that you'd think that that, that should be pretty goalsy, shouldn't it? West Ham home games usually have goals. Both teams to score usually. They do. And then finally, Wolves, Man United. So that probably would be the one that I'd be a little bit unsure about. But then again, Man United will be... Um, obviously, they've got the, their European commitments, haven't they? So yeah, um, Wolves have stunk the place out a little bit this season compared <laughs> to the last previous seasons, haven't they? They have. They have. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, I think, I think we've got a live chance, obviously, at big odds. One thing I was going to add, and one where I was looking was, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we did it, or you did it with the championship, is that they will, at some point in time, put some bets on for the amount of goals, be it... Um, Goal lines, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's something to bear in mind. Uh, there was 33... A bet job, isn't it? That's right. So there was 33 in, in last season's 10 games. So there's a little benchmark for you. Um, yeah. If you see anything out there, I was going to put one up about 50 to 1 if uh, if they'd priced it up, whatever that goal line was, and taking that into account. So so a benchmark from last season, 33 goals from the 10 matches. So uh, anything around there, and obviously then go a bit more aggressive. <laughs> Be all over <laughs> if it. If you yep. see fit, absolutely right. So then, mate, perfect. So over two and a half goals, both teams to score, all those games, happy days. We're off to Vegas to celebrate. Definitely. <laughs> Mate, so there we go. That's the final podcast of the season wrapped up. And I just want to say thanks ever so much for joining me over this last few weeks. It's been great hearing from you and getting to getting your insight on, on the games. I've loved it. Loved every minute of it. So that's fantastic. And uh, I think you said you, you're going for a little bit of a chill out over the next few weeks. Yeah, it'd be good to do a wee bit of travelling and get a wee break, get a wee holiday, recharge your batteries and ease off the betting for a wee while and just... Uh, it's, uh, you know, obviously the Euros after that, and that'll, that'll be fantastic as well when the Euros kick in. So, Absolutely yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you're going to try and take a game in or two? Yeah. yeah hopefully, I'm kind of I'm borderline getting a ticket for Wembley. It's touch and go just now. The <laughs> tickets are being dished out. Um, I lost a point on a technicality, my loyalty point. So, <laughs> that's probably done me for a ticket actually this afternoon. So, um, I'm oh. loving and hope that I can still grab one by Monday. That's a kind of cut off point for the tickets Monday. So, and if it drops down one more point with the loyalty scheme, I'll get one. So fingers oh, crossed. Fingers crossed for you for sure. Yeah. So anyone yeah. listening, uh, you know, if the if Jerry's <laughs> over two and a half goals bet does come in and you have stuck a, a fiver on it and you have a spare ticket, bear that in mind. <laughs> so we talked about the Euros just quickly, just before we sign off. Uh, any thoughts on who? Where's your money riding? If you had to pick a, a winner or a top goal scorer, putting you on the spot. Top goal scorer, I think we mentioned Diego Jota on a but he's he's went down injured the last few weeks, so mm. that'll be kind of I don't know how bad his injury is rated, but the other one I would add in if, if Jota's a doubt is um a nice 66 to 1 each way price. Um Burak Yilmaz of Turkey. Um, yes. he's scored he's been scoring plenty in France for Lille. He's got them at the top of the league there. Um, he's a penalty taker. You like a penalty taker for this type of competition. Yeah. He's in. He's in a group that's got Wales and Switzerland and Italy. Um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully Turkey can sneak into the second phase. But he looks like the main man for them. He's been. He scored a hat trick recently against the Netherlands as well. I just think the price is too big, righty. Mm-hmm. Uh, people. Some people might say Turkey ain't going to win it. Why are you going for him, top goal scorer? But I just think he's going to help himself to, you know, maybe three or four goals anyway. So it'll be interesting. 
Yeah, very interesting. Uh, that group in particular is one of the ones that I'm, I'm, I'm covering um, elsewhere. But basically, it's a mad setup that Italy have got their three games and they're all at home. And the first game is against Turkey, actually. So it's the opener of the tournament uh, on, the, on the 11th. Italy as well, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm liking Italy and Turkey in that group, to be honest with yeah. you. I am, and I'll tell you for why. Um, Italy, like I said, three games and they're all at home. So home advantage and no yeah. travelling. Yeah. Um, Turkey are in Rome for the opener and then they've got a little break of uh, one, two, three, four days and then they've got, they're in Baku. Uh, so they've got flights Baku, which is like a five-hour flight and they're taking on Wales in the middle game. But their last game, which possibly could be the decider for the group or certainly second place in the group, they've got Switzerland in Baku. Now, Switzerland start in Baku the day after the opener, so the 12th. Then they have to fly to Rome to take on Italy. And then they have to fly back to Baku for that last game against Turkey. So a five-hour flight to Rome and then a five-hour flight back to Turkey. Yeah, yeah. Turkey back to Baku. Not the best. Not the Yeah, exactly. So how that one goes, I don't know. But um, Turkey, obviously, there for the game against Wales and then they've got a, a three three day break and then uh, then they're really waiting for the Swiss to come in after they've been on their flights so um, another, yeah another, another thing about Turkey right is um, the last two matches against France are almost joint favourites with England aren't they, they Turkey's are. last two matches against France and qualifiers over the last couple of years is a win and a draw so you know they've shown that they can you know, um, basically compete with the best that's out there so I'm not saying they'll win it, but I think they could be a dark horse. Yeah, absolutely right. So, yeah, I, I, and on the similar vein for, for what you said as far as the goal scorer for me, I, I, I put Immobile up. Um, he's 25 to 1. I so, a little shorter than yours. Real, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, missed the penalty um, last week against Rome, Roma. Um, was it against Roma he missed? No, it was against Roma. It was in the following game uh, that he missed. Um, so he's, And he's missed a few this season, actually. He's, I think he's, he's taken he's, eight. I, I'm assuming he's still on the penalties for Italy. I think an Italian player possibly scored a penalty when Immobile was on the bench for one of the recent games, but Immobile yeah. had scored a penalty prior to that for Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he is, and uh, yeah. for that reason, like you said, you know, they, they, they've got three home games to kick off <laughs> to kick yeah. off against. So uh, that which is a great advantage for them. And like I say, Switzerland, Wales um, aren't the strongest opposition. Turkey uh, to open with. Um, possibly the toughest of those games, given what Switzerland have got to do with their travel, as we said. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I, I like the look of him just as a, as a prolific penalty scorer, although he's had a bit of a sticky spell this season. But um, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, not a bad price. And Harry Kane obviously tops the market there. Um, I wonder if we'll know which club he's going to be. He wants his business sorted by, by the Euros. So it'll be interesting to see who makes the first move there on getting his signature in place. Um, and as far as winning it, Jerry, have you got anyone in mind? I think I really think it's wide open. I mean, ten or eleven countries can win this, right? It's wide open. Hence, it's five to one the field, isn't it? I think England will yeah. go deep in it, righty. But my question mark over you know, some of the listeners won't thank me for this. The question mark <laughs> for me over England is goalkeeper and manager. Oh, goalkeeper yeah. and manager, central defence possibly, um, but goalkeeper not sure. Manager not sure because in the last uh, the World Cup, I just felt as if it was there for England. And I think it came down to the crunch against Croatia, wasn't yeah. it? 
And I yeah. just think there was a couple of wee tweaks there that could have been done that, that weren't done game management, whatever. But just feel as if England fell short. And I don't know if Southgate, when it comes to the crunch, whether he'll get England over the line. But certainly, you know, they're, they're obviously one of the strongest nations. France, possibly. Um, France are the World Cup winners. They've seen it, done it. They've got yeah. the know-how. Um, Mbappe, if, if he gets into full, full, full swing. But they've, they've had the job done. They've done the job in Croatia and England just fell short there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and and France. Although it's not exactly the, the wildest pick, um, that that's my selection. They are favourites. Um, sure. They are as short as nine to two to win it. Um, you can get five to one on them. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great price, but I'd, I'd probably take it because they've got a hugely impressive squad, very deep squad that they could probably put out two sides, and and the, the, the kind of second the shadow side would would give most nations a good game. They've got some hell of a talent but we will see but exciting stuff indeed we're looking forward to that um as team cbk we are looking to possibly do a couple of special podcasts over the euros uh, so we can get some input on it obviously if you're about jerry it'd be great to have you on board um but mm-hmm. give us a follow all on twitter so that you know when we're doing stuff we'll obviously have quite a lot going on over the over the summer um so it's at cbk team as far as the, uh, the cbk uh twitter account's concerned my one is jack right underscore bsb and of course, yourself, Jerry, you're at the Furlong Pole. Brilliant. Give us a follow. Great stuff, mate. Well, thank you ever so much again. Like I said, uh, thanks for the time. Um, but for me and Jerry, it's uh, good luck with your bets for this weekend and, and bye for now. See you all again soon. Cheers, Ray Thank you. <laughs>